Good afternoon, everyone. I want to welcome you to the third annual Pittsburgh Neighborhood and Community Information System User Conference, which is you. I'm glad to see all of you again today. I'm Sabina Dietrich. I'm director of the Urban and Regional Analysis Program at the University Center for Social and Urban Research, and we are just thrilled that you all are here, and we've got a great and exciting program once again. I want Bob Graddock as our project manager of PNCIS. We're happy to, well, Bob will be talking about some updates in a few minutes. I want to thank Sam Sue, um, Led, Lloyd Hedlund, and uh, Cesar Dechekis, our students who are here uh, helping us with the conference. Chris Bream, our regional economist, is over there. Um, and we've got quite an afternoon of some really, really exciting things. It's been a good year for PNCIS. We're happy to see Chris Walker here from LISC, uh, who will be our speaker. And we have, of course, our community users' presentations. In the middle of it, we'll have a half an hour for uh, social time, in essence. We've got a range of, of posters out for you to take a look at. Be folks are around for you to talk to. And we'll have some snacks here from here at the University Club. Uh, because we have gone up in numbers every year, we have a much bigger facility, so you won't be smashed in like you were last year. I think you're going to enjoy that. It's been a good year. We've had a lot of brown bag seminars, a lot of pe uh, new projects. Uh, our PEQ is available for folks. But now let me turn it over to Bob Graddock, who's going to do a kind of a review and brief summary of our PNCIS highlights for the year. Uh, welcome again, and uh, good to see everyone. Are you picking this up okay, Rob? Yeah. How's that? Can you hear me okay? I'll, I'll speak up a little bit too. Uh, what I'm going to cover now is just a few minutes uh, to talk a little bit about where we would like to go this year. I know a lot of folks have come through training that we're still going to offer. The next one's actually June 14th. Um, but we want to tell you a little bit about some of the things that we want to really kick off this year. Some of the things that we've started or some of the things that, that are just kind of ideas in our heads right now. Um, one, one big issue that we've looked at, you know, looking at the census data from uh, 2000 and 2010, we noticed that there was a 25% drop in population under 18 in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, big change, but we're hoping with the impact of the Pittsburgh Promise, uh, the scholarship that offers $10,000 per year for graduates of public schools in the city of Pittsburgh and also charters, that this could start to really turn around those trends. Um, and, and it's pretty clear in the goals of the Promise, this program, uh, you know, that they really want to start to turn around this population lost in the city of Pittsburgh. So, you know, they have it as a vision statement, it's in their purpose statements, and it's in their goals as well. So what we'd like to really do is, is, is start to make these connections. Um, to the world of community development and really start to get people like you in the room here an understanding of how parents make decisions on where to live and, and where to send their kids to schools. And I know that the decisions come from all different ways. I've got two kids myself in the public school system, so I see people going through this process all the time. Uh, but I think it would be great to relay this kind of information to everybody here in the room that works in community development. And, and sort of share with them um, you know, how these things happen. And there is an opportunity in front of us. I mentioned that 25% drop of kids under age 18 in the city. But there has actually been growth in, in the next demographic segment. Uh, the population 18 to 34 has actually gone up 11% between 2000 and 2010. So we think there's an opportunity there. You know, as families, as people transition, become married, some will have kids. 
Um, you know, as this happens, what kind of decisions are being made? How, how are these decisions being made? How can you influence those decisions? How can you offer the right type of housing product? How can you market schools? How can you market neighborhoods to this demographic? Uh, you know, with the promise back out there as an incentive. So that's one of the projects that we'd really love to do as a, as a research project and get involved. We, we had a great discussion this spring uh, with a group of interested stakeholders and we're going to continue that work uh, over the summer here as well. Um, one of the big pieces of data that we've been playing with is actual change of address records um, based on credit data. And this is actually something that we're hoping to do uh, with the promise analysis, looking at how people move from one address to the next. And you can see here some maps. Um, this one actually shows people leaving one of the census tracts on the south side and where they go. And you can see people move around the city. They stay in the neighborhood. But they also will go up along 279, Route 19, and also into South, south Hills. So getting a sense and surveying people would be a really neat thing to do. And actually, that's a project that you're going to hear about later this afternoon. We did something just like that in Lawrenceville to learn why people are moving to the neighborhood. And you'll hear about uh, how the Lawrenceville Corporation and Lawrenceville United are going to use that uh, type of information to really direct their plans and strategies uh, going forward. We're also really interested. We get requests all the time. Well, can you throw data for our community up here? Uh, we would love to do that. We're figuring out the model to make that all work, right? But we've got some great partners. Uh, many of them are here in the room in terms of Connect, Local Government Academy, and the Council of Governments, um, where we're really starting to look at issues of blight and vacancy, not just in the city, but if you look at, at this map here of tax liens, it's, it's more than just a city of Pittsburgh issue. It's it's, it's an inner ring suburban issue. It's a Mon Valley issue. Um, so this map really shows you the kind of ways that we want to start to reach out and start to pull more data in from these smaller municipalities like we did in Mount Oliver last year. Um, and, and one of the models that we're looking at in terms of sharing and making use of information is, is coming from a lot of our friends um, around the country. We're members of the um, National Neighborhood in Indicators Project. Is that NNIP? I probably screwed it up there. Partnership. National Neighborhood Indicators Partnership. Uh, where, where a lot of the cities that we work with in this network of over 35 cities are, are moving into this world of open data. And really, open data is not a website with data about an individual property. You can look up one by one. Open data is like the entire database there for you to use. You know, our website isn't open data yet. We'd like to actually start to move in this direction where we're putting the data out so that we can share it. We need to tell people how to find it. We want to make sure that we engage software developers who really want to use this, whether they're students in a class here at Pitt or Carnegie Mellon, who say, oh, can you give me the data? I'd like to build this app for a community. We want to be able to do that. We want to show people where to find that data. We want to engage these well-minded software developers um, out there as well. We've got a lot of great resources in the city that we're not tapping. We should be. Um, there's a lot of also uh, free web-based visualization tools. You kind of throw your data in, neat things happen to it, and you can start to see relationships. Um, putting data out in open framework will allow people to do that. So we're talking here just about not data on a PDF on a website. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about get the actual data, right? And then our role with that would be to continue to tell people what the data means, how to find it, how to work with it, cautions, precautions, all sorts of things. And then. You know, a lot of cities have been doing events like software development competitions, apps competitions, um, sort of one-day events where you get programmers in a room with community members and they start to build some really cool things. We'd love to do that here in Pittsburgh, and I think that's one of the ways that we could start to open up 
and, and start to provide more data for, for, for communities outside the city of Pittsburgh as well. So uh, with that, I just want to say thanks, and, and you're in for a good show today. Chris will be up later. But first, we're going to hear from Sabina again to talk about our quality of life survey here. Thanks. And I want to again uh, thank Pittsburgh Partnership for Neighborhood Development. They've been our longtime partner in the PNCIS um, and in support for this particular conference. And again, welcome to all of you. Kind of a, one thing we've been doing at Uxer, and we're starting now to really dig in, some of you might have seen some of the results initially, is a quality of life survey that was done uh, in the end of 2011. Whoops. Let me just say. It was done jointly with the Pittsburgh Regional uh, Indicators Project, Doug Hoyk uh, and Milena Nick uh, for, at our center uh, in charge of that. And looking at approximately our goal was, whoops. Oh. So, you okay, Rob? Okay. Uh, and our uh, goal was um, approximately 500 surveys in three different geographic areas. That is Allegheny County, uh, what were the remainder of our MSA, uh, the other six counties in the Pittsburgh Metropolitan Statistical Area, and the remaining 25 counties of the Power of 32, which is a region that um, Doug's project has been working with, with a number of foundations uh, across the, the region. Another goal was an oversample of African Americans, that we would have enough uh, African Americans in our survey data to be able to do a lot of the kinds of analysis that we wanted to do on quality of life indicators. And the target population, 18 and older, living in, in these areas. Uh, Scott Beach is the director of our Survey Research Center. That's the uh, power of 32 area. And Scott directed the project. So uh, for, for some of you, if you want to see all the details of survey research and all the pieces of sampling and all the kinds of things that matter when you do this for a living, um, Scott gives a great presentation. I just cobbled together a couple of his slides to give you some of the methodological issues, but I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I'll get to some results right away. And just as a preview of what we're going to be doing uh, with some of this information in the future. Uh, the survey was conducted July to November uh, in last year by our um, survey research program, as I said, directed by Scott Beach. It was approximately 30 minutes long. We did one previously in 2003 um, as a sample pilot, uh, Allegheny County's quality of life survey. So we've been able to compare some of our results to that to see some changes. Uh, this one obviously is a lot more extensive because the geographic area is a lot bigger. Uh, but 30 minutes is pretty long for a telephone interview. Nonetheless, we were very successful in getting the requisite number of, of uh, surveys done. Uh, 24 agreed to do the survey, 26% on landline, 19% on cell phone. If you're in the survey business, the cell phone introduces all kinds of differentials, uh, who they are, where they are, uh, numbers to get, and so forth. Obviously, when people move around with their cell phone number, that first three the uh, area code becomes a little bit problematic, but we got a good, good range across it. 
Um, there were, there's the totals that Scott has, and what our final sample was uh, 1,805 surveys. So we met our geographic goals, both the Allegheny County, our metropolitan statistical area, and the power of 32 region. 799 in Allegheny County, 502 are the rest of the region, uh, 504 in the rest of the counties of the 25 other counties, and uh, 367 African Americans for the oversample. So we're pretty happy with all the, the pieces of the survey. Uh, these are the domains that were covered. As I said, it was a 30-minute long interview, so uh, you know that some of these kinds of questions that come up. But just today, we're going to look at some of the results and what happens. What do people think about their satisfaction? What is the quality of life in our region? What are the changes? What are the improvements? What are some problems? What are some differentials by race? Some of this confirms some of our existing, uh, uh, what we might call benchmarks. We wanted to set up, does the survey results look like what we get from other data sources? Our unemployment rate looks good. Our education looks good. I know it's kind of small for people, but you want to set up, does you, do your survey respondents look like the population as a whole? From that, be able to generate uh, the kinds of uh, analysis and then generalizations and conclusions that you can get from it. Uh, the benchmark uh, population, 47.1% male for the survey, 446 in Allegheny County, these kind of matches are okay. Uh, age, pretty close. Our age group's pretty close to what it is. Uh, our minority, as I said, we did an oversample, so we're higher than that particular region, but with getting within the city of Pittsburgh and Allegheny County looks about the same. Um, in terms of high school education, our survey respondents are high, a little bit higher on the educational attainment than the population as a whole. Uh, some of that reflects uh, a more urban, more urban bias, in essence, than some of the rural populations. And as I said, we match up on the unemployment rate, uh, union, uh, transit, work and transit numbers, and um, health insurance. So those are just a few benchmarks to take a look at that survey. A couple of quick indicators. Uh, overall regional quality of life, the question was, as you can see, thinking about the overall quality of life in southwestern Pennsylvania, how would you rate the region as a place to live? 14% excellent, 38% very good. Going down good, fair, poor. Those are just the kind of questions that become the starting point in a survey like this for what is quality of life. Um, how satisfied are you with your life these days? And you can tell on a scale from 1 to 10, 7.7 uh, being what the mean rating was. Uh, some of you follow quality of life work. I think, is it Denmark always rates up the highest in by countries? <laughs> Scandinavian countries tend to rate very high on quality of life indicators. Uh, these are, a lot more work's been done in the last even 10 years on the measurement of quality of life, and there's folks that do measurements of happiness. And so these kind of questions follow that, that kind of domain in terms of what, what, what that is. So. The, Pretty good, I'd say pretty good. How do we compare to other benchmark regions? Pretty good, uh, things look pretty good. And on the 10, on scale of one to 10, how happy are you? And uh, one is very unhappy, 10, so 7.8, close to eight on the happiness scale. And uh, do you expect to be living in this region uh, five years from now, as you can see, 84% yes. Certainly when you get within the city of Pittsburgh, lots more people plan not to be living when you get to the furthest reaches of the rural area. 
uh, higher numbers of uh, plan to be living in their region. So mobility, uh, not surprisingly, the more urban the resident, the more likely the person has some mobility. Younger, obviously, folks are going to have higher mobility than older mobility. Those kinds of things just underscore some of the things we already know. I put up a couple of just of these just to throw, uh, show you some kind of preview of our results before we go on. But um, residents of this Pittsburgh MSA rated regional quality of life higher than residents in the, you know, what we might call the remaining part of the, the pow power of 32 counties. This is this uh, group that was set up by the foundations in terms of what a big four-state region might look like. So. Uh, urban residents or people in the Pittsburgh region were a little bit higher in the rating. Uh, how did you know? How did the region do in the last few years? Remember, this is 2011, coming out of the recession, so people's view is going to be about, you know, coupled with their personal situation and how they're looking at a regional economy and the national economy. City of Pittsburgh residents perceived the most improvement uh, in regional quality of life over the previous few years than did people in the other parts of, of our survey area. So um, city of Pittsburgh residents kind of are showing up a little bit higher in quality of life views and happiness scales off this survey than some other folks. Uh, in terms of neighborhood ratings, uh, residents of the six counties outside of Allegheny County were the most positive about their neighborhoods and city of Pittsburgh residents were the most negative about their neighborhoods which is interesting how you can, you know, as we go through the data, we start running models. How do you rate your improvement of quality of life and then rate your neighborhood lower? So we'll, we'll start to tease out some of those differences. Um, Non-African Americans rated their quality of life higher than African Americans on average. And we were able to look at a lot of race differences because of the oversample that we did. Um, and younger, younger residents were more likely to see improvements. Uh, in their quality of life. So we start to put some of these together as we go through with our PNCIS data. We're going to start to look at you know, other physical conditions in the neighborhoods. We're going to show you at the end, uh, Bob geocoded our residents so we, we know where people are. Um, in the health side disparities, and some of these are already uh, just emphasizing what some folks are already looking at, Disparities in health and uh, health risks exist and vary by African American education, income, and so forth. 16% um, uh, of African Americans reported not having health care coverage, uh, not compared to about 10% of the non African American respondents. Uh, so, obviously, there's a big statistical difference in health care coverage. 19% uh, of African Americans reported needing to see a doctor in the previous 12 months but could not because of cost um, compared to about 14%. Both of them, though, much higher numbers than we might have expected and certainly uh, showing some real health problems in the region. Again, we're going to start to look at what some of those are uh, related to other kinds of conditions. Housing, a lot of our housing was we, we knew from previous work, uh, certainly from our uh, American Community Survey housing results and other pieces we have. But we can see some differences. Um, uh, we have some race differences and we have some geographic differences and some other demographic features. So those are the kinds of things that we're looking at uh, in here. For instance, compared, we see, we see uh, slightly lower home ownership rates from 2003. Uh, and African Americans and city of Pittsburgh residents both had lower home ownership rates on average. That's not surprising. We already know that. 
Um, residents of the six counties outside of Allegheny County or in our metropolitan region uh, rated their home or apartment in the physical conditions of housing in their neighborhood highest among all geographies. So the kind of outside of Allegheny County but in the metropolitan area had the highest ratings for their own house and their own dwelling and their own neighborhoods, interestingly, for people who are from Westmoreland or uh, uh, Washington or Beaver County, for instance. Um, these are the kinds of things that we're going to start to pull out also in our housing side in quality of life. Um, African Americans also rated their resident excellent and, or very good at lower levels uh, than non-African Americans in the city of Pittsburgh. But 41% rated excellent or very good uh, for African Americans in the city of Pittsburgh compared to 50% for non-African Americans. So, Plan overall, somewhere close to half, but not quite, of city of Pittsburgh residents were rating their own uh, residents as excellent or very good on a five-point scale. Neighborhood indicators, um, residents in the rest of Allegheny County and actually in the uh, uh, MSA, the other count, six counties of the MSA, and the counties in the 25 uh, uh, Power of 32 region were uh, more likely to see people in their neighborhood helping them. These are the kinds of help questions. Older residents reported more time spent visiting and talking to their neighbors than did younger residents um, and more likely to help each other. So there's a age differential when we look at people's position in their neighborhoods. Um, and the following, as I said, we're most likely to move, not surprisingly, there's nothing that surprising about that, but younger residents, lower income residents, African-Americans more likely to report moving in the next five years. So that goes back to some of the things that Bob was talking about earlier, our interest in PNCIS, mobility in the region, who's moving in, where are people moving, when people move, where are they going, uh, moves within the region from you know, the, a, a rental apartment to a home ownership to other parts of the region. These can help with a lot of other discussions, both from the schools, as Bob was pointing out, for, in the Pittsburgh Promise area, what impact the promise can have on neighborhoods and people's mobility and home selection to other municipalities, our connect friends, our friends with um, our, our COGS and so forth, looking at what kind of changes, what kind of movement of people are happening in their neighborhood. And within the context of what we might call Pittsburgh as you know, the quintessential shrinking city, uh, our, our longstanding population loss means we're at a period now where things are changing. We've got some trends that are changing. We see some directional shifts. Uh, we've got some population gains. So all this kind of data can help with some uh, folks' decisions. Policymakers, elected officials, council people, folks making decisions on social service and so forth. And we hope uh, our day together of data uh, can help us uh, combine some of those. Just a quick piece on the economy. Interestingly, and that reflects some of the changes I was just mentioning, People here were more optimistic uh, about some things in, their re in the region's economy, and people in the city of Pittsburgh, uh, as you can see, were more likely to report some improvements uh, in their financial situation and in their prospects and views of the economy that you might not expect coming out of a recession. So uh, maybe well, we start putting this together with some of the happiness indicators and so forth, uh, a, a more optimistic view of the regional economy, of people's prospects, perhaps in the city of Pittsburgh and the near central county than as you get further out from, uh, from our, our central location. 
Um, as you can see, as I said, the city of Pittsburgh respondents were the most optimistic about the regional economy, expecting, 45%, expecting the economy to get better in the coming year. There's some flattening out in it, report all these. These are all tables we have available. Um, and only 15% thought the regional economy would get worse in the coming year compared to 31% in the rest of the county and 38% when you get outside into the more rural area. So a um, little bit of shifts in terms of how people view it. This is what the Bob's geocoding did and make it look like what the map is. You can see obviously centered in the city of Pittsburgh, Allegheny County, the 500 surveys, um, and then moving on out. Okay. So the coming year we'll spend more time on quality of life. 